Welcome to the Finding True Health Podcast. Are you ready to reject diet culture without rejecting your health? Do you want to feel a sense of peace around food and your body while also creating habits that will help you feel your best each day? Hey, I'm Jenna, a registered dietitian, a committed follower of Jesus Christ, and a middle-aged mom. Not long ago, I felt like I was at war with my body. I believed I needed to reach some arbitrary goal weight to be healthy and happy. But one day, God helped me realize that I was focused on the wrong thing. So I began to treat my body with the love and respect it deserves through both my thoughts and my actions. And that new focus has made all of the difference. Now I love helping other women find true health for themselves so they can enjoy more energy, better moods, and greater peace in their own lives. I'm excited to get started, so let's dive in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Today, we're going to be proving a contrary. And if you don't know what that means, you can go back and listen to episode 50, where I talk about the idea of proving contraries. But today, we're going to talk about finding that balance between giving ourselves grace for things beyond our control when it comes to our health and at the same time, not letting ourselves fall into victim mentality or make excuses regarding the things that we do have control over. So I've titled this episode, It's Not Your Fault, and Sometimes It Is. And the it I'm talking about here is anything to do with the state that your health or your body are in right now. For example, maybe you have type 2 diabetes, or maybe you're in a a body that's uncomfortable and hard to get around in, or maybe you have a preventable disease that is generally caused by lifestyle choices. Or maybe you're just frustrated that you don't have more muscle mass on your body and you feel like you could have more energy and the ability to do more things if, you, if you'd taken care of your body in different ways over the years. I feel like when we can find that Goldilocks zone between self-compassion, giving ourselves grace, but also taking responsibility for our actions, that's where we can really thrive. I often see people on the extreme ends of this contrary, so either they're beating themselves up and they're getting so frustrated and mad at themselves for not living up to certain standards, or on the other end, they are falling into victim mentality where they feel like they have no control over their lives and they can't change their circumstances. Or a lot of times people will go back and forth between these two extremes. I've I've heard this described as the blame-shame cycle where maybe you're in this victim mentality, you're blaming other people for your situation, and that doesn't feel good. And so then you go to the other extreme of feeling shame, feeling like it's all your fault, and you're a terrible person, and feeling all that guilt and shame, and then flipping back to the blame and and going back and forth. So I want to get us out of both of those ends and into the middle, because that's where the truth lies, is somewhere in the middle. So let's start with the first part of this truth, the first half of this contrary, which is that it's not your fault. Letting go of that shame and that unnecessary guilt, realizing that there are so many things that are out of your control when it comes to your health and your body can really help get you out of that shame spiral and help you get yourself to a a place of more compassion. I was listening to a podcast recently and the host said something along the lines of, Whatever your body composition is right now, so your fat and muscle, water, organs, everything that's comprising your body, that is a direct result of your past choices. And I kind of thought, really? (laughs) I don't think it's quite that simple. Yes, that's part of it, but we know that 
so many things, genetics, metabolism, certain health issues, these can all have a huge effect on people's body composition. I mentioned this in the last episode, but you could take two people and feed them the exact same food and have them move their bodies in the exact same way, and they could end up having completely different body sizes and body compositions. So I really don't think it's helpful or true telling people that their body and their health situation is completely because of past decisions. One thing I think it's important to remember is that you don't know what you don't know. We live in a world that's full of faults and confusing messages about eating and about bodies and about how you should and shouldn't treat your body. And we know that when people fall prey to these messages, when they get swept up in diet mentality and start following some of these diets and and eating plans, they don't realize that that can often lead to a slower metabolism and to weight cycling and all these issues we see with dieting. I was watching the Mary Tyler Moore show recently, and it was an episode where Rhoda, Mary Tyler Moore's best friend, is on a diet. And they're eating breakfast together, and Rhoda is planning on just having one hard-boiled egg for breakfast. That's all she's going to eat because she's trying to be, quote, good. But she ends up caving and she adds a whole slice of toast with some butter and some jam to her plate of her single hard-boiled egg. And Mary chastises her for going off of her diet so early in the day. And that breakfast with the egg and the whole half of slice of toast with the butter and the jam was still way fewer calories than Rhoda needed to fuel her body. Yet those are the kind of messages we've been receiving for decades through TV shows like this is you've just got to strengthen that willpower. You've just got to eat as little as possible. Do whatever it takes to shrink your body, no matter what it's doing to your health and your metabolism. So it's not your fault that you grew up with those messages constantly ringing in your ear. Our environment plays a huge role in the decisions we make regarding our health. And we were taught eating habits early on as, a ch- as children. And as children, we didn't have a lot of control over our life. And we didn't have the intellect, the mental capacity to make great decisions for ourselves. And as a result, we might have done things that affected our health in a negative way. We might have created habits or coping mechanisms or some core beliefs that now as adults are really, really hard to change. And I really don't think we can blame ourselves for those things that we, we just didn't realize we were doing. Another thing to remember is you're only human. Our human brain is wired to seek pleasure and to seek comfort and to avoid pain and avoid doing things that are hard. And this is a survival mechanism to help keep us alive, but it also works against us when we're trying to create healthy habits and healthy lifestyles and do things that are maybe a little uncomfortable for the sake of our health. Also, food manufacturers are very aware of how our brains work, and they do their best to capitalize on the fact that we seek pleasure and we want those dopamine hits, and they manufacture food in a way that gives us larger dopamine hits than we would normally get when eating foods found in nature. So if you find yourself being pulled towards certain manufactured foods, there's a good chance that's the reason. And these foods are everywhere. That can make it really hard to limit ourselves to moderate amounts of these fun foods. All we can do is our best in any given situation or circumstance. And we need to remember that our best is going to look different at different stages of our life. 
even from day to day. There are some stages that we go through in life where we are just literally in survival mode. And sometimes the best we can do on those days looks a lot different than the best we can do on other days or in in other stages. For example, my sweet little sister Kim is pregnant with her second child right now. And earlier on in her pregnancy, there were very few things that she could tolerate eating. And ice cream happened to be one of those things that didn't sound disgusting. And so I say, eat the ice cream. At least it's something. And I remember feeling the same way during a lot of my pregnancies where I was just happy if I could get anything down. And I was not concerned about the nutritional value. I was not worried about getting the right amount of protein at my meals and getting a variety and balance. I was just in survival mode. And then when I had a lot of little kids, several young kids at home all at once, that was another period that was really hard for me to prioritize my health. Some days, again, I just felt like I was doing my best to survive and to keep my little ones alive. And the last thing on my mind was to make sure I got my strength training sessions in that week. I was just trying to get enough sleep to have energy to get through the next day. Maybe you're in the stage of life where you're taking care of aging parents, or you're going through a divorce, or a marriage, or a move, or a career change, or some other circumstance or event like this that takes a lot of energy and time, and maybe you don't have a whole lot left over to devote to healthy habits at the end of the day. Maybe you even grew up with a really tough background and you feel like your whole life has been in survival mode. There are people out there working three jobs just to make ends meet and they feel like they're constantly stressed and exhausted and maybe life has just thrown them one challenge after another. Oftentimes, we're just given life circumstances that we didn't invite, we didn't choose, and we certainly didn't want, but feel like they're beyond our control. Or perhaps you're struggling with a chronic illness or maybe a temporary illness There have definitely been times in my life where I've struggled with health issues. I've had to have a few surgeries, and during those times, I literally could not get up to exercise or to make myself a healthy meal. Dealing with chronic pain can take so much out of you, and more often than not, is completely beyond your control. So in situations like this, just please give yourself a lot of compassion and patience, and again, realize that your best is going to look different than somebody else's best who might be in a different stage or different situation or circumstance in their life. So once again, it's not your fault. Recognizing that much of your current situation is or was beyond your control can help take away some of that shame that we like to pile on ourselves in regards to our our health and our bodies. So at the same time that we're holding this thought and this idea in our heads that much of our current situation is not our fault, we also need to recognize that much of it is our fault and is within our control and that we need to take responsibility for our actions. Falling into victim mentality can just keep people stuck in their current situation. They feel like there's no way out, like they have no choice or agency in the matter. And I just don't think that that's ever a healthy place to sit in and be in. A lot of times when we use the phrase, it's my fault, then we attach a lot of shame to that and a lot of negative emotion. But it can actually be a very empowering phrase. When we recognize, okay, here's my situation and it's my fault, then we can recognize, well, if I'm the one that got me here, then I'm the one that can get me out of here. I don't have to wait for anybody else to come and rescue me. I don't have to wait for anybody else to change. I can take action right now to improve my situation. 
And I, I personally know and I like the idea that there are always things I could be doing better in general, but also in regards to my health. I am nowhere near perfect in this area. And I really like that self-improvement is a never-ending pursuit. I feel like that's a really exciting and, and encouraging thought. I also know that there are things, plenty of things that I've done in my past that have harmed my health and that have affected my health and my body in less than ideal ways. I haven't been perfect in the past. I don't expect myself to be perfect now or in the future, but I do expect myself to continue trying and maybe even try harder than I did in the past. I like to remind myself often that I am in control. I was taught this lesson early on as a young adult. It was actually while I was serving an 18-month mission for the church that I'm a member of, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I was in South Korea, and I remember one night... I was sitting studying. We would we would wind down our day with an hour of study. And while I was studying, I was eating this popcorn that they had over there. It was kind of like a kettle corn type, kind of a little sweeter. And I was eating it and I started feeling out of control, like I could not stop eating. I believe we'd had a pretty stressful day that day and I'm sure I hadn't eaten enough. There were plenty of days that I was under eating. This was in my early 20s when I was kind of in my eat as little as possible mindset and stay away from fat and all those other ridiculous ideas that I had at the time. And so as I was eating this popcorn, I just started feeling like I couldn't stop. And I felt a very distinct impression, almost like a voice enter my head. And it said, remember, Jenna, you are in control. I was reminded the popcorn did not have control over me, even though it felt like it in the moment. I am in control of my actions. And I remember it just kind of took me aback, and I've never forgotten that phrase and that feeling of empowerment, like, yeah, I am in control, not just of what I eat, but of my life. I believe that ultimately we are in control of many of our circumstances. We know that some are out of our control, but we have the ability to change many of the circumstances in our life. For example, if we're in a job that we hate or that's that's harming our health or not allowing us to have the time we want to spend with our family or to treat our body well. We have the power to look for another job or to try to find a way to change our circumstance within that job. We also have control of who we want to allow in our life and who we don't. Setting boundaries can be so important in deciding who and what kind of influences we will and will not allow to be in our lives. And again, while there are definitely things that you don't have control over, there are plenty that you do. And like we talked about earlier, the amount of control you have over your health is going to change throughout your life. It's going to vary year to year depending on your life situation, but you always have some degree of control. It's also important to remember not to give others your power. Avoid the temptation to blame others for your poor decisions. My husband is not necessarily a very health conscious person, I would say. He's gotten better over the years as we've been married, but when we were first married, We were definitely at two ends of the extremes of the spectrum of caring about our health. (laughs) In fact, after we'd been married for a little while, he told me that the fact that I was a dietitian was kind of a turnoff for him. He was really concerned about that fact, and and it was something that he kind of had to get over when he decided he wanted to marry me. And here I always thought that my future husband would be so grateful that I was health conscious and that I would cook healthy meals and teach my kids healthy habits, but he didn't see it that way at first. I definitely think he appreciates it now, but he did not at the beginning of our marriage. 
I remember I was used to eating out, eating fast food maybe once a month, probably even less than that. And I married this man who basically ate fast food for most of his meals. So there was a lot of adjusting and compromising that had to be done those early years. And I do believe that if I had married somebody more health conscious, I probably would have made some different decisions throughout my late 20s and early 30s as far as my health goes. I often would use my husband as an excuse for why I wasn't making better decisions, why I wasn't cooking dinner more. I would just take the easy way out and order pizza often because I knew he preferred that and that was easier for me. And I would use him as the excuse for why I didn't make dinner that night. But that really was all on me. Sure, it might have been easier to make different decisions, but I still could have made those decisions and made better choices many, many times if I really wanted to. I often used my kids as excuses as well for why I couldn't exercise more or make healthier meals. And there again, if I didn't have kids, then yes, it would have been easier to make those healthier choices. Yes, I would have had more time and more energy to devote to my health, but I still have to recognize that that was my choice to take the easier route rather than the more difficult one of continuing with habits that would have served my health better. So I know it's really easy to point to the people around us, the ones that are making it harder for us to reach our goals or make certain decisions, but it can be really empowering to remind ourselves that we've got agency. We're the ones making those choices. Even if you are that woman who's working three jobs just to make ends meet and you have really hard trials going on in your life, there are still things that you can do to better your situation and to honor your health. I'm a huge believer in that we really need to take responsibility for our actions, for those things that we can control, and work hard to create the best life possible for ourselves. So just recognize and accept that the choices you've made in the past have likely had a a negative impact on your health in one way or another. And that's great news because it means that the choices you make going forward can have a positive effect on your health one way or another. And the greatest news is that we have control over those choices. We have the ability to learn from past mistakes and to just keep moving forward to the best of our abilities. So I want to give one quick example of using this dichotomy, this set of contraries in a real life situation and a trial that I've had recently to... Help me stay compassionate, but still empowered. I've shared a little bit in past episodes about my recent struggle with hemorrhoids. I actually had a hemorrhoidectomy earlier this year, which was not the most pleasant experience, but I'm happy to say I'm feeling much better. And it was kind of a year-long battle of trying to get these hemorrhoids taken care of, and there was a lot of pain and discomfort and several procedures that didn't work, and it was just a really rough time in a lot of ways. And when I think back to that time, sometimes I'm tempted to go to either end of the extreme, to the blame or to the shame, from the woe is me, why did that have to happen, to the how could I let things get that bad, what did I do wrong? And by recognizing and acknowledging the truths on both ends, it's really helped me find a place of peace and little better understanding for the whole situation. So on the one hand, much of that experience was not my fault. Varicose veins happens to run in my family, and hemorrhoids are just a type of varicose veins in a very uncomfortable and inconvenient place. But many of the women in my life have to deal with varicose veins in one way or another. Also, I happen to get really bad hemorrhoids during all of my pregnancies, And especially during my last one, I was a little bit older and 
they were particularly bad in that last pregnancy. And with all my other pregnancies, they went away after I gave birth, but they never did after having my last child. And I also recently found out that I am sensitive to spicy foods and they cause digestive issues and a lot of inflammation and diarrhea. And that was definitely aggravating my hemorrhoids, but I didn't know. I wasn't aware that I was so sensitive to those for a long time. And so I didn't know that that was one of the things contributing to how bad they were. So those were things that I kind of felt like were out of my control. I mean, obviously getting pregnant was within my control, but having hemorrhoids during pregnancy wasn't as much in my control. But then I went to the other end and found evidence that a lot of the issues I had were actually my fault as well. During the year before the hemorrhoids started getting really bad, I was sitting a lot because I had started my business. I was working on the computer a lot and oftentimes sitting for longer periods of time than I'm sure was good for my body. And that can definitely lead to worse hemorrhoids. I didn't have great bathroom habits. Sometimes I would sit a little bit too long on the toilet, which can also aggravate the issue. It took me a long time to kind of recognize the issue with the spicy foods and to to start doing some investigation into why my bowel issues were getting so bad. I have some extra fat around my stomach that I've accumulated over the years, partially from some lifestyle habits. And oftentimes fat around your abdomen can push down and make hemorrhoids worse. And so recognizing these areas that were my fault was actually really great because now I have some tangible, real things that I can work on to make sure that the issue never gets as bad as it was and doesn't come back. And I think that's one reason I'm doing a lot better now. So if you ever find yourself stuck in this blame-shame cycle, stuck struggling in regards to your health, your body, then I invite you to do this exercise to, to recognize what's not your fault, not in control, that's contributing to the issue and try and let those things go and then pinpoint what is your fault what can you take action on and work to improve and how can you use your agency to change or improve the situation and if you're struggling to stay in this goldilocks zone then you can try on that phrase if it helps it's not my fault and sometimes it is i found that to be a really powerful and useful thought to help me help keep me in balance And if you find yourself leaning towards one extreme or the other, then use that opposite contrary to pull yourself back into balance. All right. I I hope that all made sense. I hope that was helpful for you. Thank you again for joining me today. Have a fantastic week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey friend, I want to personally invite you to join me and the other amazing women in my private Facebook group. It's an awesome community where you can give and get encouragement as you ditch diet culture and work towards improving your health. Click on the link in the show notes to join or go to facebook.com slash groups slash finding true health. I hope to see you there.